So today we have John, is that how I say your last name? Mayo? Mayo? Yeah, 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 Mayo. Yeah, like the food. Mayo. <laughs> Mayo. <laughs> we have John Mayo from Florida joining us today. I met him through our wholesaling course, Astro and I literally saw his post on Facebook in our group and saying that he left the nine to five and now he's doing this full time. And I literally reached out to him a few weeks ago on Facebook and said, hey, I want to interview you. I want to hear your story. So here we are <laughs> for our first time in person just a few minutes ago. <laughs> We've been talking only on Facebook, and then I can't wait to actually hear his story. I haven't heard it yet, and also share that with you guys as well. So, John, thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. And yeah, nice to finally uh, meet you and talk to you. That's right. If I can ask you a first question. So if you can tell us a little bit of where you were before you started in your business full-time, what you did, and then uh, your history and your transition story of how you got into uh, real estate and doing wholesaling right now. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So I am from New York, originally in Long Island. Um, I went to school in like upstate New York, you know, a regular, I went to Syracuse University, was kind of just on that regular kind of same path that most people go um, studying in school. And then I got a job in Manhattan, moved there. And uh, just a regular W2 like corporate job. I was a technical program manager at like a translation company. I don't speak any other languages. I just organized the other people that did. And uh, yeah, I was there for 10 years. So just in that same company right out of college, moving up through the ranks, managed, you know, a pretty good amount of people. I think at like 20 at one point I had was probably my most, you know, a bunch of different countries like across the world. So it was like, you know, a pretty global team, but hated it like most people do. Super boring, didn't like it, no passion. Like the more the years went on, like the less interested I was and I kept moving up, but like I really had no desire to just continue with that company and I always knew I wanted to go somewhere else and like I, I wanted to start my own kind of business, but I was all over the place. I was thinking like a restaurant, a bar. I mean, I was I was everywhere. Actually, the reason I got into real estate was actually because my girlfriend, now fiance, she was following some influencers on YouTube or TikTok or something along those lines. And they were talking about rental properties. And at first I was like, yeah, you know, you got to be super rich to have any rental properties. Like you can't get in real estate like without being really rich. And then she was like, no, like these people are saying you can just buy them like not that difficultly. Or not with that much difficult. So then we started looking into it. And then, yeah, if I, I came across bigger pockets. That's, I think that's probably what most people do in the beginning. And just started like diving into everything in bigger pockets, every episode. Finally heard Pace Morby's first episode. And I was like, well, this is wild. And then that's where I heard about creative finance and everything along those lines. And yeah, we ended up buying a property in Dallas, Texas. Super random. We were living in New York. We were planning on moving to Florida at the time, but decided to buy a house in Dallas. And yeah, that was our first purchase. So we bought that house. We were going to do a burr because I was listening to Bigger Pockets, And I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to get all my money back. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have this perfect property. That's not at all what happened. I bought it from a wholesaler. Really didn't know what I was doing on my end. Like didn't do any due diligence. The wholesaling company I bought it from is one that doesn't have a great reputation now that I, now that I know. <laughs> so yeah, that was my first intro into real estate and my first mistake in real estate at the same time. But made it through that one, still have a ton of money in the property. It didn't work out, but now it's nice like cash flow and rental that we've got over there. And then yeah, just started, you know, listening to bigger pockets even more, came across wholesaling. That's when I heard Pace's episode. And then that's when I came across Jamil, Astro Flipping. And then that's when I started to actually really like get into real estate and finally have some success. And then yeah, I've been in Astro for we were just talking about this before. It's hard to figure out the years, but <laughs> around a year and a half, something around there. And yeah, doing pretty good. All virtual. Florida is my main market. But like I was saying to you before, and you saw in my post, I spent the last like 10 months traveling throughout Asia, 
doing deals in Florida from Asia, left my W-2 about a year ago. And yeah, I'm full-time now in real estate. Wow. So when you bought your rental in Dallas, you were still, you still had your W-2 at, at, I did. at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. still had my W-2 until December of last year. So it was kind of like almost, I bought the rental in like 2021, worked on that for like the second half of the year while I was in my W-2 and then got into wholesaling and did that for maybe like eight months or so while I still had the W-2. And then that's when I felt comfortable enough to leave my W-2 and be full-time real estate. So you started the wholesaling before you left the W-2. Yeah, for sure. Definitely did that. I was wholesaling while I had the W-2 in the beginning. Definitely recommend anybody who's doing that to keep the W-2 until you get enough consistency and momentum and processes and everything going in your business. It's tough in the beginning, but definitely worth it. So yeah, I did that for like eight months, probably of solid like wholesaling while I had that until I felt comfortable. Wow. Tell us about that. How easy was it for you when you were full-time working and also doing the wholesaling part-time? How was that for you? Yeah. I mean, it was tough for sure. Fortunately for me, like I don't have any kids and I don't have like, you know, tons and tons of other responsibilities. So like I was really just working, but I was working from the minute I woke up to the minute I went to sleep. I really wasn't like going out. Like I, it was actually kind of good timing for us also, my fiance and I, cause she also has a business, but it was during COVID. So we really couldn't go out for a while. So there was nothing else to do but work and like play video games. So I cut out the video games from my life and just focused on working the whole time. So it, it was definitely a challenge for sure. I mean, I was working at least 12 hours like every day between both of the jobs, but I just figured out like where I had pockets in my day. I was also working remote. So that was a big help. I didn't have to worry about like commuting or being in the office. So whenever I wasn't like on the clock at my W-2, I was working on the side for sure. Sometimes even when I was on the clock, I was working on the side. I was, I was just going to ask you, like, like a Zillow? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, in a meeting, popping properties on the other screen. And the moment when you realize, hey, I think this is time, can you walk us through that process of how that happened for you? Yeah, I mean, so I knew that was like my goal. Like I wanted to get to full-time real estate for sure. I wanted to travel around. I wanted to, I was loving being remote. Like I wanted to keep that. But the moment that I knew was probably like after... Maybe I got like three months in a row of like selling deals and having income. And I was like, wow, like I'm on track. Like in the first year of my wholesaling career, I made more money than I made in my W-2, like working on the side. So like after a few months, I was like, all right, you know, this isn't really luck anymore. Like this seems to be like kind of consistent. Like, you know, if I can keep doing this now, though, I'm only working part-time. Like I wonder what I could do if I'm actually full-time. So once I kind of saw that and I was running the numbers in my mind, I was like, this is way more fun than my W-2 and I'm making at least the same amount of money. Then I was like, okay, I need to. So I just set a goal. I was like, all right, I'll make it through the end of this year up to December. That was when we were going to go on our trip to Asia. So I was like, I'll just keep hustling until that point. And then that'll be kind of the moment I break free from the W-2 and then go on this awesome trip, traveling around and keep working. Wow, that's amazing. How were you able to get consistent results that way by wholesaling part-time? In the beginning, I did not have consistent results. I didn't have any results other than loss. <laughs> so in the beginning, I was not succeeding. I, in the very beginning, was trying to do everything. Like I said, I was listening to Bigger Pockets. So, like every episode, they were talking about like a new strategy of some kind. And I was trying to do like commercial, I was trying to do multifamily, I was trying to do wholesaling, I was trying to flip, I was trying to do the burr, I was trying to just do everything like in different markets, like anything I could find. And I was just all over the place, couldn't get any traction. Finally, I was like, all right, I'm going to focus on wholesaling. And then even then, I was still doing direct mail. I was doing like, pay-per-click. I was doing Facebook ads. I, mean, I was doing 
I didn't do door knocking, but I was thinking about door knocking. I was doing driving for dollars. So I was just doing everything and not doing anything consistently enough. I hired VAs. They were cold calling for me. I think I spent maybe like 10 grand on like cold calling VAs, advertising, all that in the first like month or two. And I didn't even know what a deal looked like at the time. So I might've come across deals and had no idea. So it was really just a waste of my money. And I was like scattered everywhere. And I was like, all right, this is, this is not going well. And then that's when I came across Jamil and Astro Flipping. And then that was kind of like the turning point for me. Like I was like, okay, now, now I understand the basics. I didn't know about like contracts before that or even what to do. I got rid of all the paid ads I was doing and just focused more on like the free ways of getting deals that Jamil teaches and was able to grow things that way. But even in the beginning in Astro, like I still wasn't super successful. It took me a few months to get my first deal because again, I was kind of scattered. I was trying to like do MLS deals. I was trying to do agent outreach. I was trying to also get deals from wholesalers. I was trying to do acquisitions, dispositions, different markets again. So really like after two and a half months or so, that's when I was like, okay, I need to just focus on one thing. I just did like privy on market deals. Didn't focus on dispositions at all. I've reached out to Keegley. Like I let them, anytime I got anything under contract, I just gave it to them and ignored it at that point and went back to trying to get the next deal. And then that's when I got some deals and then I got one. And then like two weeks later, I had two more under contract and I was like, this is great. Now we're rolling. (laughs) So it sounds like you tested out a lot of different strategies, (laughs) a lot of them in real estate. Um, I'm curious about how you were able to talk yourself through getting that, that first property in Dallas, right? Without feeling like you needed more information or needed that more analysis and not state analysis paralysis, basically. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I don't really have analysis paralysis. I, I kind of feel like I have the opposite. Like I'm kind of too gung-ho. Like I'm a little bit too confident. Like I can figure this out. So I, I have the opposite problem that I guess most people have on that one, which isn't always good either. I never really had to worry about that. I just kind of like jumped in. I was like, you know, if everyone else can do this again, I was like listening to bigger pockets and it's pretty much just average people that are doing real estate and like having success. It's not, you know, like brain surgeons that are out there. So I was like, okay, I, I've managed a team. I've got experience. I'm, I have an education. Like I, I could do this. So yeah, I just kind of jumped in maybe a little bit too much, but. <laughs> no, I think, I think that's, that's super interesting. And hearing from your perspective, I'm the type of person that I need all the information and I need to, yes. <laughs> to study everything right before I take action. And that's why I asked you that question, but it's very interesting <laughs> to hear from your perspective. It's like, oh, well, if, if other people did it, then I might I can do it, right? That I have experience. And then, so that's a really, really good perspective. And it's true. And I remember kind of how I learned like stick shift, driving the car. It's like, well, my friend knows how to do it. She can do it. I can do it. And that's how I jumped into it. I couldn't drive yeah. my car back from the dealership. I had to ask somebody to do it. And I bought the car. I would have wow. forced myself yeah. to learn it. <laughs> but I'm sure you learned it in the end. So it actually worked out. Yeah, because I had yeah. no other car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you went all in. <laughs> you're right and I, what was in my mind going on like pushing me to learn this the first time I drove that car I was like sweating so much like my armpits were wet like everything yeah. was wet after I got out of the car but it was like <laughs> what was driving me to move forward was okay if she can do it I can do it too yeah exactly. so you brought up a really good point <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean it's yeah. kind of like the mindset that you gotta have like I mean it's, it's easy to be scared when you're talking about like houses and like contracts that are like three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars, especially in wholesaling like if you do it the right way like it can be relatively risk-free so you just got to take the leap and go for it. And it's really the only way to learn. And I'm curious because some of us who are listening may be thinking, well, what if, you know, you talk about you lost, you know, money. It's like, oh my God, I'm so, I, I don't want to lose money, right? How do you, looking back, see, you know, 
all the investment that you made in the VAs and all the different strategies. How do you look at it now in your current version of John Mayo looking back? Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of just like an expensive education, but honestly, cheaper than my education in actual college was. So overall, looking back at it, I don't really have any regrets. I mean, now I do have a little bit more experience with all those different things. So I'm able to help other people that like have questions in those. So overall, it was worth it for sure. But I mean, my advice for somebody would just be to like, look at their bank account. And it's kind of the same thing as when you go to the casino, like if you pull out your money, you should just be expecting to lose it. So if you're putting money into whatever marketing or whatever it is, like you should be okay with maybe losing that money. So if you only have five grand to your name, I wouldn't recommend putting it into marketing five grand. But I mean, if you're okay, wasn't it? Then take a shot, see what happens. So I, that's what yeah. I did. I mean, I looked and I was like, you know, I, I have this money. Worst case, if I lose it, I mean, I'll be okay. I'm not going to be homeless or anything like that. And it sounds like you looked at it as tuition, right? What better way to learn than taking the steps and, and putting in all the real work? Yeah, exactly. And then maybe getting a deal and making even more money. Right. Yeah. So how are you enjoying your your time outside of the W2 right now? Yeah, it's amazing. Really, <laughs> <laughs> the best thing in the world. It's good for me because my fiance has her own business. So we're both just fully like remote. So, I mean, we work hard and everything, but we pretty much do what we want, when we want, where we want. So it's pretty <laughs> amazing life to lead. Like I said, we just spent the last 10 months like traveling around Asia, working the whole time. But, you know, working the hours that we wanted to, like we would take days off to travel, scuba dive, you know, climb volcanoes, whatever we want to do. And then take a few days of just working, you know, nonstop, like catch back up, stuff like that. Right now I'm in an Airbnb in Tampa, just hanging out here, working at the window over here. We're probably going to go to Tulum in a few weeks. We're getting married in a couple of weeks. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Where are you guys getting married? In Tulum? No, here in Sarasota, actually in Florida. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful yeah. on the water. But then we're going to do like wow. a little mini moon over in Tulum, travel around there a little bit, and then probably do like two months throughout Europe for an actual honeymoon, work a little bit over there, and just <laughs> keep moving around. <laughs> when you were younger, <laughs> did you imagine yourself, you know, being in this position where you can travel all around? No, not at all. I didn't even know it was like possible. My mother is kind of, you know, like a little bit of a safe woman. Like she's not really adventurous or anything like that. So that's kind of like the mindset I kind of had more growing up. Like I didn't really know like that people did this. I didn't, I didn't know about entrepreneurship and like all that. It was honestly really more like social media that kind of opened up my eyes to all of that world, which is amazing. But yeah, I just assumed that most people get a W-2. They stay there for like 40 years. You try to get like a 401k throughout the time and then you retire and that's it. So definitely didn't expect all this, but it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Tell us more a little bit, the moment that you, you know, you gave your notice, how, how did all that happen? I was at that company for a long time. It was like 10 years I was there. So I actually gave them, I think either three or four months notice. It was a pretty long time. So, cause I didn't want to leave. Like I had that team. I told you like a bunch of different people that were underneath me. So we had to train other people. So it was a pretty long process to be honest, cause I didn't want to just disappear on them after all that time. But it was, it was a nice feeling. My managers were shocked. I mean, they thought I was going to be there forever, but they also kind of weren't really surprised when I, they knew I was doing like real estate on the side a little bit. So they were like, all right, this kind of makes sense for you. You've got like the personality for it and everything. So best of luck. And like I, I did right by them. So they weren't like angry or anything like, like that. But yeah, it was tough after that though. The last couple of months, once they already knew I was leaving to still keep focusing on that. And then I was also planning that trip to Asia and then working. And so it was definitely tough to stay on top of my game, which I probably didn't. But yeah, it, it was it was a great feeling. 
that's great that you gave them so much time for the transition and everything. It's almost yeah. like, and I did something similar where I gave them one month. And it was because I'm like, I, I don't have anywhere urgent to go. I'm just going to go yeah. into my business that I was, I was already doing. That's the off. way to go. And then, you know, you don't burn bridges or anything like that. So. Okay. In the beginning, you mentioned all the business ventures. How did you get into real estate? What drawn you to there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the other ventures were just because, like, at that time, I was living in New York City. I was always going to bars. I was always going to restaurants. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll just open my own bar or restaurant or something like that. And then the real estate was really because of like social media again, like my fiance was following these influencers that were buying these rental properties and everything. And then I turns out I actually had a friend, like a good friend who had multiple rental properties, which I didn't even know. So then I kind of mentioned to her, I was like, oh, you know, I'm like hearing about this like rental property stuff. And she was like, oh yeah, like me and my boyfriend have like four and I had no idea. So then we just started talking and I was like, oh my God, this is like actually possible. And then, yeah, then I just dove into bigger pockets and all of that realm. And then I was like, wow, okay, this is way more fun. Like real estate's way more fun. Loved everything to do with it. Yeah. And then I got hooked. <laughs> How are you enjoying it right now? Now that you've been here doing this for almost two years now or three? Yeah, almost, two, uh, almost two of wholesaling. I mean, I love it. It, it. The thing with real estate is there's just so much, like I'm never really like bored or anything like that. I mean, I have like a whole laundry list of different things I still want to do, like different marketing, like I want to do at some point, like things to do in my business to grow, trainings, documentation, like all these different things. So, I mean, there's always something. And I try to go to like as many meetups as I can in the area. So, I mean, I'm always hearing about like different strategies, meeting different people. It's great because, I mean, you have like the business aspect of it from running like a wholesale business. You've got like the community aspect of it from being in Astro, going to meetups and everything. Then you can also work from home, go to these meetups, go to properties. It's just, it's got everything if you want. <laughs> That's like you're living the life, man. Yeah. <laughs> and how are you running your business right now? Like, are you working with somebody else? Do you have a team? How is that going I for you? A team. Yeah. So I have a team. Actually, right now I've only got virtual assistants in the Philippines and in Africa. So Definitely recommend that if anyone's, you know, trying to do that on the side of their W-2, if you can afford a VA, that would be one of the first things I would recommend for sure, just to get rid of all your like manual tasks. So yeah, I mean, they pretty much just run the whole background of my business. They do all like, you know, skip tracing, like grabbing realtor data, putting it into my CRM. Like they do a lot of my texting for me. I have one that does all my comping for me now. So, and they just kind of run all that. And then basically just leaves me hopping on the phone, hopping on calls like this and yeah, just kind of doing that more, I guess, like skilled kind of task where you're actually like talking to people. That's very similar to how I run it too. It's like the, they do all the skip tracing for me. They find all the leads and then I'm the one who jump on the call and that's been working yeah. amazing. It seems like for you too, because then you're mm-hmm. you're freeing yourself from and do the actual things that you want, you know, travel, yeah. go scuba diving and then yeah. just hop <laughs> on the calls at the, at the very end after they, they're done with, with the research, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's such like an affordable way to have people on your team that, I mean, yeah, if you're still doing all those manual tasks, that's definitely the first thing I would say to get rid of writing contracts. They do all that for me. Absolutely. And so what's the next step for you after this? Where do you see yourself um, in five years? (laughs) I mean, in five years, I'm definitely looking to grow my team. Like I said, I've got just the VAs on my team right now. So I am looking to onboard more actual like regular full-time wholesalers who then can kind of escalate and do more of the actual agent outreach, MLS outreach, like all that kind of skilled task to grow the team that way. And then, yeah, I mean, right now we're just in Florida. We're pretty much all over Florida. So going to stay in just Florida for probably this whole year, I would think. And then five years, we're definitely going to move into some other markets for sure. 
definitely want to build up a little bit more on like the acquisition side over time. Personally, I also want to get a little bit into some multifamily and just park some of my own money into multifamily and just have like a little bit more rental income that way. And then just figuring out what other fun stuff in real estate we can do. <laughs> so going back to the other strategies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's the key. I think you got to focus on one in the beginning and then like master that one, make a system and a process because so many things you can actually do in real estate, like without a ton of your own time. And then you can move on to the other things. And then just yeah. start like adding and building. That's so true. And that's such a good point. It's like, we can get into, you know, shiny object syndrome so many times say, oh, this, this process is not working or this strategy is not working for me. Oh, well, it's working for the other person. Let me see what they're doing. Right. And so yeah. how did you for yourself decide, hey, I'm being too, a little too distracted. And then how did you set yourself to like, I'm just going to focus on this one thing? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's one of the advantages of actually having a W2 in the beginning, like while you're doing whatever real estate strategy that you're doing, because you're kind of forced to, you're not going to be successful if you're trying to do everything and also your W2. So you really have to just pick one, whatever it is. I mean, literally everything works. And then I think having to force yourself to be able to fit both into your schedule, that for me was kind of the game changer. Yeah. Time-wise, yeah. you have available to allocate to it, right? Exactly. I definitely think that that's one of the advantages of having a W2 because you don't have that much time. Like I would actually even say that even once I did leave my W-2, I didn't see like a humongous increase in my revenue right away from wholesaling because all of a sudden I wasn't as efficient with my time. I was like waking up a little bit later. I was, you know, working out in the morning more. I was, you know, walking around, having my coffee, doing all this kind of stuff. And I, before when I had the W-2, I was like, okay, I literally like have to work right now. Even still, I don't work like a hundred percent of the time, all the time. And I think a lot of people think once they leave their W-2, it's going to like double their income, but I definitely don't think that that's the case for most people. Yeah. What was the main reason you wanted to leave the W2? I really just wasn't passionate about what I was doing at all. I mean, it was fine. Like it was a good job. I was living in Manhattan. Like I was making some money. I was moving up through the company. I had this team and everything, but I just didn't enjoy what I was doing. I liked the people I worked with, which was the only reason I stayed there so long, but I just was bored every day. I wasn't like challenged. I was not interested I was thinking like best case scenario five years from now, maybe I'll be making, I don't know, like 15% more, 20% more, something like that, which is still not amazing, amazing money. And I might have a bigger team, more stress. And that was kind of it. So there was really just no, like nothing exciting in front of me. Whereas in real estate, it's like, you know, five years from now, I'm like thinking, oh my God, I can't even imagine what it's going to be in five years. Like one year alone is like a high enough of a goal. Like everything's gonna be so amazing. There's no more glass ceiling, right? It's, yeah, exactly. You can put in as many strategies, as many effort as you want to in the business. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I ask this to every guest on my podcast. For somebody listening to this, they hear that nudge, say, hey, I really want to leave my nine to five. and I feel like I'm fit for something better, right? What's your one recommendation to them? That's a good question. I mean, I would say definitely pursue it for sure. I mean, so many people, I feel like think that, and then they never actually do anything about it. And they just kind of like the years go on and they're like, yeah, I want to leave my W2, but like, I don't, I don't know what it is. So, I mean, definitely I would say just keep focusing on whatever your goals is, whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're dreaming about, and then just go for it. Even if you don't have like a perfect plan or anything like that, I mean, it's better to at least try to do something on the side and maybe you just fail for a little while Maybe it pivots into something else or whatever, but otherwise it's just kind of like a bummer if you're not ever doing anything. So that would definitely be my advice. Just, just go for it. 
yeah yeah for sure <laughs> and as if you don't take the action to try something then you'll never know how you feel about it and yeah. kind of like on your own path as well you kind of pivot it as well uh, multiple times and then that's what landed you to to this one strategy of wholesaling that yeah. you enjoy so much and you feel so excited about every single day right the yeah heck? exactly the first thing i did was buying that rental property in dallas and i bought it from a wholesaler and once I bought it from that guy, like he ghosted me, disappeared, like, you know, did not want to answer my calls or texts or anything. There was all these problems that came up. And I was like, man, this guy is shady. Like wholesalers are terrible. Wholesalers are shady. Like what a terrible industry. And I, it was the last thing on my mind. I was like, I'm never going to become a wholesaler. Like those guys are terrible. And then here I am building this wholesale company, like doing that full time, loving it. So, I mean, you really just never know. Yeah. Right. So what brought you to, to change your mind about wholesaling or at least started to look into it? Everything, like when I was listening to these podcasts and books and stuff, I mean, I just always heard people recommending it's a good place to start. And I was thinking like logically, you know, even if I wanted to do multifamily, if I wanted to do, you know, just like burrs, growing my rental portfolio, it's good to know how to find a deal and to know what a deal looks like. And then I came across Jamil who was like, I can teach you how to do it without spending all this money. And I was like, well, that's amazing. I can figure out how to do like the first piece in the entire process for no matter what the strategy is, which is finding a deal. And I can learn how to do it for free with relatively no risk. Like sign me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly why I signed up with Jamil yeah. and Astro Flipping Course too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just makes sense. Yeah. And for anybody listening, you know, if they want to work with you in maybe the Florida market or if they want to look you up, what's the best way to find you, John? I'm on Instagram at the real John Mayo. So J-O-N-M-A-I-O. My email, you can email my deals email. It's deals at flip-wave.com. And yeah, Facebook, my name on there. I'm pretty responsive on everything. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> Absolutely. That's how, <laughs> that's how we connected. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, John, for your time today. Yeah, it's just amazing just to hear your experience um, of how you did it for yourself, too. So thank you for taking the time to do that. Yeah, of course. Great to finally meet you. <laughs> <laughs> too. <laughs>